Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you in the know, you might have just seen me doing the bisexual finger guns at you that was that's just a habit <laughs> don't have to identify me or anything like that tonight we're talking about things that most people don't even want to admit we're talking about sexless marriages or sexless relationships and whether you can be in one and can there be love like does love exist in a sexless relationship Let's start with the easiest answer, which is yes. And we're going to go on from there. So for those of you who are listening tonight, my name is Milica Yelenich, and I am the host of The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, where I talk about all things bodies, sex, and all things to do with bodies and sex and pleasure, because it's the pleasure zone. Tonight, we're talking about how do you actually have a relationship when there's no sex? Because you know what? Most people assume sex equals pleasure but a lot of times sex does not even have any pleasure for a lot of people so hmm, there's a thought so we're going to break this down into the very first part of what is a sexless marriage what constitutes that now a lot of different research and a different you know people doing their um, input on what is a sexless marriage comes down to if you have sex less than 10 times a year with your lover, your partner slash husband or wife, spouse, if you're having sex less than 10 times, then you're in a sexless marriage, less than 10 times a year. So that's possible. What are some scenarios that would have that happen? Well, one scenario could be that one of the partners has had a physical injury that has actually led to not being able to have sex. Maybe prior to the injury, sex was something that was on the table, but post-injury, maybe it wasn't. Maybe the person had an injury to their actual sexual organs, or maybe they had an injury that was like, uh, maybe they had a car accident and then they're, you know, they're no longer functional, but they're remaining, their spouse is remaining married to them. So, you know, if you've been in a coma for a year, you might not be having sex. I, you might be. If you ever watched Kill Bill, you'll see that that has happened. Um, however, was that kind? No, she was asleep. So that was like actually rape. Just that, that's a whole side note. So don't have sex with people when they're in a coma. I know this seems very like an obvious thing that I don't, shouldn't have to tell you, but I'm just going to say that's non-consensual. All right. 
So aside from injuries, physical injuries that might lend to you not being able to physically perform, that's one reason that might lend to a sexless marriage. Another reason, so we're going with the physical, the mental could be actually depression. There could be psychological things going on in addiction that could lead to um, sexless marriage, especially uh, porn addiction can lead to a sexless marriage. And if you don't know why, go back and listen to some of my shows where I talk about how porn can lead to a sexless marriage. If you need some hints or topics to look for where I've talked about that, just send me a little message and I'll direct you along. So we've got the physical, we've got the psychological and the emotional. Sometimes there is no connection. Sometimes there are people are feeling a zero connection. And so when it comes to the no connection, even though they might love their partner, but they don't feel any connection to them, and they would like to feel connection to them, there are things that you can do to bring that back. Now, if you feel no connection and you love your partner and you don't care that you feel no connection, that's a whole other story. And you're not wrong for that, by the way. It's what you're experiencing. So if you feel no connection and you love your partner, and your partner feels connection to you or doesn't feel connection to you and loves you as well, then you can actually have things work. So, so what was that equation again, right? So if you both love each other and you're kind to each other and you're willing to co-create your lives together and sex is off the table, your relationship can work. So, for those of you who are listening, you're like, what, how, I don't understand. I think one of the finest examples is that I ever thought, I don't know who posed this question to me once, but it was a really great question. And the question was, if that person was hit by a car and was deformed and were no, was no longer functional, would you still stay with them? And I was like, well, that's a really weird question. <laughs> but it helped me kind of go, because I'm a weirdo, it helped me kind of think, well, oh, am I just with this person because of their body? Or do I actually like them as a human being? And do I care enough about them that I would look after them? So I'll just pose that question out to you guys, because maybe it'll help you too. If you're in a relationship, if the person was injured, and they needed you to assist them and look after them, are you willing to do that? Because there is kindness in that, and it could be love in that. And there might not be any sex in that. And is that okay? So if sex was off the table, would you still stay with your lover? You know, for a lot of people, if sex is off the table, they would run because they're actually in a loveless marriage, but they're in a sex-filled marriage. And some people are in a loving marriage that also has sex. And some people are on, in a loveless and sexless marriage. And that won't work. Even if you're in a loveless and sexless marriage and you're in it for the money just because you're worried about finances, it will wear down on you. It will create a lot of stresses. It'll create stresses in your physical body and your mental health. And it's a wear down. So because you're not living in a space where there's kindness or caring going on. So now love is this very broad topic, right? Like we can look at Gary Chapman's five love languages of love, and we can 
look at that. And I love his book. It's a, it's a great reference. It's a reference to me for anybody who's ever been in a relationship and would like to understand if they've been loved or how they receive love and how they gift love. This Five Languages of Love book is amazing to learn that about yourself. So if one of your primary love languages is touch and your, so say dialect of your love language has to be, happens to be sex, then you would be somebody who requires sex in order to feel loved. However, you might have your primary love language be touch, but any kind of um, interactivity or connectivity in your relationship could even involve holding hands or hugging or kissing. And that for you could be all you need. So it's important to know what you actually need in your relationship to be fulfilled in order for you to feel like you're in a relationship that can work. So can it work to be in a sexless marriage where there is love? Absolutely. Do you know if you're loved? Possibly not. So it's would be really great to look at whether you feel loved or not. And to see on your scale, you can always go through the Gary Chapman's uh, link online and see what your love language, primary love language is and your secondary love languages and the nuances thereof. Find out what they are. Have a discussion with your partner because if your partner's primary love language is touch and yours is not, then your, your, your partner can feel very unloved if they're not receiving any kind of touch, especially in, I don't think he uses the word dialect, but something like that. There are nuances to the languages. So if you are able to receive love in the way that, if your partner is able to gift you love in the way that you receive love, you'll be a-okay. If your partner is able to receive love in the way you gift love, that's helpful too. But it's also helpful just to know what your partner's love language is and start to deliver their love language, even if it's not your primary love language. Because the weirdest thing, and Gary Chapman mentions this in his book, is that as you gift the love language that your partner receives, they pick up on it. And most often, they'll start to gift you your love language. So... If you're in a relationship where your partner's primary love language is touch and it happens to be that the dialect is sex and you feel like you cannot deliver, but you love them so much that you wish you could deliver, it might be time to negotiate some options. Maybe they'd like to have an experience with somebody else. Maybe it's time to open up the relationship. Maybe not. It gets complicated to open up a relationship and it's helpful to negotiate those things in advance and it's helpful to have some awareness in advance and some deal and delivers in place in advance before you open up the relationship to more people. So for now, what can you do is just begin to acknowledge if you're able to, if you have the capacity and the bandwidth to actually deliver the sex that your partner would like to receive? And are you receiving the sex you would like to receive? Because you might not be. And how do we define sex? Are we defining sex only as 
the heterosexual penis and vagina sex because that's a very limited perspective on sex. So if we are defining it as that, then that can get pretty, I don't know, it can, you can end up having sexless marriages pretty early on. If for example, somebody has erectile dysfunction uh, or a difference of situations where a woman might have to have sex. So a lot of circumstances might have to do with genital pain that would lead you to not have sex. Those are not the only ways to have sex. If you haven't figured that out yet, my sweet pleasure seekers, go listen to some of my other 300 podcasts to find out more information on it. All the other fun things you can be doing with your lover that are, you know, what we don't necessarily always define as sex, but they will be pleasure oriented and they will evoke pleasure in your bodies and your relationship will improve. It could even be something as simple as having some aphrodisiacs for dinner. You don't even have to make it about having orgasms. What? You can not make sex about orgasms? I know, what? And I'm a fan of the orgasm and orgasms, plural, and all variations of orgasms out there. I'm a fan of them. They create life. They generate energy. They're amazing. And they are not the end-all, be-all of the universe. So if you're anorgasmic, then don't worry. You're included in this too. You too. Don't worry if you're not having the most pleasurable sex of your life because you might not have figured out what actually pleases you. This is a great time for exploration. Find out what you actually like. One of the questions I pose to you to try to feel it out is like, when you look in the mirror, does your own body turn you on? And if you kind of like the look and feel of your own body, maybe the touch, taste, and smell of your own body, using your primary five senses, although we have over 21, but that's not the conversation for today. If you like what you're seeing and you're turned on by yourself, then you're bringing the turn on energy into your relationship. Now, it's your partner lover's choice whether to receive that from you or not, but you don't have to turn it down just because they don't receive it. And then you can also explore like, oh, I actually really like the touch of my, my butt cheek, feels good. You can explore your own body to find out whether and what feels good for you. If you don't know for you, why do you think your lover is gonna know? However, you can play this together and you can definitely use this as an exploration kind of toolkit use all your senses, explore each other's bodies. I have done many shows on how we can use our senses to explore each other's bodies, including things that involve aphrodisiacs on bodies, including touch, taste, smell, sound, you name it, we have done it. And we will do it again for sure. Today, the main target is to talk to you about the fact that you can have a relationship, even if and a relationship that works, it's filled with love, even if there's no sex. I know you might be completely confused by that. Why are we talking about that here on the Pleasure Zone? Well, because I think it's a necessary topic and it was requested. So you are listening to the Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. If you're listening live on Facebook, come on over and join us. 
in Inspired Choices Network on the chat room. You can join in live, you can ask questions, you can get interactive with me. I'd love to hear your feedback. So come on over. We're heading into our first commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone. We'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So today we're talking about whether you can be in a sexless marriage and still have love. Now, at the top of the show, at the top of the hour, we discussed kind of the definition of what is a sexless marriage. And one of the definitions is that you're having sex less than 10 times a year. So that's a definition that's put out by you know, some researchers and collectively people have come together and that's what they've agreed on. Now, that doesn't mean that that's the only way and the God's truth. So for you, what qualifies as a sexless marriage? For you, it might be sexless might be twice a year is sexless. And for you, sexless might be three times a week. It all depends on what your needs are and are your needs being met. So also check on, is it a physical, actual, like physiological response in your body that you require sex like three times a week or you'll die? So what is it that you're seeking and searching for with the need for sex? So is it orgasm? Would it be something you could fulfill on your own through masturbation? Is it connection? And if it's connection and you feel that sex is the only way to connect, well, we know that's not true. So, and it changes over time. So there are definitely ways to get more connected even with your lover as you age and as you 
have new experiences, doing things like practicing Tantra, even learning to breathe in unison can be incredibly erotic. Even just holding your lover in a way where you're connecting, breathing, and then having even like a few areas of touch connection, whether it's like holding their, putting your hand on their heart chakra area or their physical, over their physical heart um, can be great or on the small of their back. And then you can just be present with each other. Connect. We connect a lot of times through our senses. It gives us feedback in our body to help us know that something's going on. So if you're feeling like a bad person because you're like not delivering the sex to your lover that you know they say they need as long as you're honoring you that's important now when it comes to your partner's sexual desires if you cannot fulfill them the question that i would pose is are you willing to negotiate new terms so if you're willing to negotiate new terms possibly uh, a lot of times and this isn't always the case, but a lot of times in heterosexual relationships, it's the women who aren't interested in sex. And, but that's not always the case. And I'm only speaking from heterosexual relationships, but um, from the perspective of uh, bisexual or gay or lesbian or pansexual, I can't really speak for everybody on the planet. So I'd like to hear what it is, what's true for you. And maybe in your relationship, if you're in a lesbian relationship, you know, is, do you have a different perspective on what is a, what is sex, right? Because it's not going to be the same as heterosexual sex. So it's just not. And if you don't know that and you're listening, maybe some bells just went off. <laughs> so so it's different. Okay, so when we get back into this, uh, this looking at like, what is this sexless relationship and like people make it so wrong, right? It's like, oh, you're in a sexless marriage. That means, now this is a funny equation. Sexless marriage equals you're not loved. And that is not always true. A lot of times sexless marriage means that either the person no longer desires sex, and that can happen through many different things. Andropause. Andropause is a little slower. So that's when um, we'll call the sex, we'll call it the sex of men, men identifying, we're going to call it six, cis, well, we'll start with this, cisgender men, because it, it gets complicated when we add in trans uh, bodies who have had hormone replacement therapy. So we're going to go with cisgender men um, as their hormones, as they age, they start to dip just a little bit. They go on a slight decline. And then eventually there's this like, they're maybe in their forties, they're here. And then by the time they're 60, they're about here, but it's a slower decline than what happens in um, cisgender female bodies who basically they're here and it drops off a cliff. So all the different hormones feel will create very different feelings in the body and different responses to what's going on. Sometimes when women's hormones drop off through menopause, they actually feel more confident in sex because they no longer have the fear 
of pregnancy, but sometimes it actually leaves them less interested as well. And that's all of this is okay. And if it's not okay for you, like if, if you're okay with it, then it's okay. If you're not okay with it, then there are ways to change it, just so you know. Um, so if you are looking to change it and you would like assistance with that, please connect with me, Milica Yelenich. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on all kinds of different platforms, but you can definitely find me on my website, uh, milicajelenich.com. So that's M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. And on my website, you can connect with me. You can actually book a little 15 minute session with me if you like. And you can also, there's a little uh, book now button on all the pages. There's also a place where on every page at the bottom, you can click on that and you can get a free download to a do's, don'ts, maybes list, which can be helpful as well in deciphering what works for you. Like even if it comes down to like, you might be in a sexless marriage, but wait a second, there are 9 million things we never tried. We only ever tried missionary style, heterosexual, male, female sex. What else is possible? Whoa. Oh my God, we could go doggy style. OMG, we could go on a table. OMG, we could go from behind. You could put me up against the wall. OMG, I could hang from the ceiling. So there's so many different like things that you might not have thought of. And I was uh, working with a couple who was in their seventies a little while ago. And I was going through this list kind of more verbally with, with one of the partners and I suggested oral sex to which there was mortification, like, whoa, I would do what to my husband's what? And I was like, D, D, are you grossed out by your husband? Are you grossed out by penises? Like, what is, what is this automatic violent reaction? The violent reaction was actually something that was based on uh, religious beliefs they go way back uh, for this person. So this does happen sometimes. People have been indoctrinated to believe that your body is gross, bad, and disgusting, and evil, and sex is evil, and all those other stuff. But for some reason, we require this evil act in order to create more life on the planet, which is supposed to be a good thing, because then you're actually creating more worshipers. But who knew? But you're supposed to not enjoy it, and it's supposed to be really bad and awful. Isn't that confusing? Anyhow. Let's try and have some fun with it. Head over to my website, get that, get that download so you can go through the list. Get one for your lover too, print two off. And then have, have both of you go through that and see what your do's, what your don'ts and what your maybes are. I kept this list pretty vanilla so that you're not overwhelmed and like mind blown. Although I did write stuff like we're all sex on there. So hopefully you're not too mind blown. <laughs> so. So locations are on there, different things are on there, just keeping it kind of fun and fresh. Because sometimes things just got boring and redundant and that's why things became sexless. And for some people, they really like to have something reliable, reliable sex. Well, I know if I do it from this angle, I'm gonna get off. That's reliable sex. Well, that's cool that you have reliable sex. You can always go back to your reliable sex, but in the meantime, have some fun, have some exploration. You have a body that has a lot of body parts from the top of your head to the tips of your toes, and every single one of them can be an erogenous zone. Every single one of them can be a pleasure zone. And all it takes is for you to kind of check it out, test it out, use your senses, explore it. 
So sex doesn't have to be heterosexual, doesn't have to be all heterosexual, and it doesn't all have to be, uh, you know, missionary style. We can switch it up. We can have some fun. And maybe you're ready, maybe you've been in a marriage for like 40 or 50 years, and you're just like, I've been eating the same sandwich for 50 years. I need variety. And you might have woken up one day and went, oh my God, I need variety. I've been eating hot dogs my whole life. And now I want some vanilla cream pie. I don't even know what that would taste like. I'm going to go with pumpkin pie because I love pumpkin pie. So if you... If you've been eating sandwiches your whole life and they've been like, just like butter and lettuce sandwiches, you might be like, oh, well, they were sustaining me, but they aren't really that enjoyable. Not after the 500th one that I've had, even though we've been in a sexless marriage for 50 years, we did it 10 times every year. So we're at 500 now and it's been exactly the same every time. It can be absolutely that. And it can also be that things changed you might not have the same attraction to your partner. And the truth is you might not have ever had that attraction to them physically, but you might have loved them as a person. So you might not actually have attraction sexually to people and that is okay too. What, it doesn't make you a weirdo. It's actually something that has been termed as asexual. You are included in life. You do not have to have a, uh, sexual appetite, and you don't need to feel compelled to have sex with people. You could be actually somebody who's very asexual. You might even be aromantic, which being romantic or attracted to somebody and wanting to spend time with them without having sex, which is in so many variations of sex, we could talk about that. Uh, we could actually do an entire show based on the A of uh, LGBTQ IA plus, we could do an entire probably series on A alone. So if you're asexual, please don't make yourself wrong for that and check in too, because you know you might be thinking, oh, I'm not attracted to my, my lover. Am I attracted to anybody? I'm not attracted to anybody. It must be my hormones. Have I ever been attracted to anybody? No, or maybe it's been like my whole life. I've just never liked people. Well. Maybe, but you might also never really had a desire for sex and that's okay. And you might've been having a lot of sex that you didn't even like and you were obligated and that becomes very, after a while, it's not fun to be feeling like you're obligated to have sex. And it's not fun for the person receiving it either. Like if you're giving obligation sex to your lover, you might as well not give it because it's not fun for anybody who has even like a remote sense of energy. They'll feel that you're doing obligation sex. And it's, it's like, thanks. Thanks for thinking you have to have sex with me. However, it literally could be that you do not have attraction sexually. And maybe you are more romantic. Maybe you're bi-romantic. Maybe you're pan-romantic. Maybe you just want to go on dates and have fun experiences and spend quality time with a lot of people. Maybe, check it out, see what's true for you. I know this is an, an interesting look at things because a lot of people don't consider that it's okay to be asexual for one. And they don't consider that maybe you need, maybe you're bi-romantic and maybe you're gonna be with your spouse and maybe you're gonna go on 
you're going to romance some guys or maybe girls you're going to you know head out with your girlfriends and have like good old you know time whatever you could you could be having all kinds of experiences that don't mean um that there's something wrong with you right so is it about the sex for you if you're in a sexless marriage on a scale of zero to ten how important is sex for you and then ask your partner how important is sex for you and then when they let you know just ask can you define what sex is for you because you'll be surprised what they think sex is probably compared to what you think sex is for you you might be like well whatever we've been doing has been sex and i don't really like that but what i would like is um i really like a scenario put out with like some cabana boys and like massage happening i don't personally don't like massages but it's um lots of people do so maybe you want your cabana boys and they're bringing you food and you're having a great old time and you just get to admire their sweet bodies who knows what are you into it's good to find out what gets you excited because you could also be in a slump where you no longer know what's pleasurable so let's think about some of those questions while we go to break. So how important is sex to you in your relationship from zero to 10? Zero being not at all important, 10 being super important. Let's find out. Think about that over the break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. 
We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we are talking about can you have a sexless marriage or relationship? And can there be love in that? Like, can love exist in a sexless relationship? The answer is yes. Now, that's the big answer. Now, breaking it down, how does that work? So I mentioned in the very first segment about going out, finding out what is your love language, your primary love language and your secondary love languages and all those nuances about those love languages. Once you're very aware of those, you can have better and bigger conversations with your partner about what you require for love, let them let you know what they require for love, and find out whether you can confidently deliver what they require and whether they can confidently deliver what you require. If the big answer to both of those is no, or if even the answer to one of those is no, I can't deliver what you require, then it's time to negotiate and reconsider some of the dynamics of your relationship. That doesn't mean divorce necessarily, but it definitely means having a conversation and looking at what else you can create as a relationship that you're not, you know, your relationship needs to change this point. So I think what's uh, very fascinating is that we often just surrender, right? If something's not working, we'll just, I don't know about you guys, but I was very much the person of, if it doesn't work, walk away. And, uh, and I walked away several times. And then on one relationship, I walked away and they kept coming back and I walked away and they kept coming back and I was like, oh, there must be something wrong with me that I want out of this, but they don't. <laughs> and then I realized, no, 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 that was just like, that was like something else going on. That was a whole other scenario. And there was actually no love. So there was no kindness. So if you're in a relationship where there is no love and there is no kindness, then it doesn't matter whether there's sex or not because if you're just having the sex because your body is stressed and you need to get off, this is why sex toys were invented. Actually, almost literally why sex toys were invented, especially in the 1800s when some of those big toys uh, were created for women who had issues. Hysteria. We want to get rid of that hysteria. There are psychological issues. So we've got to break that down so that they want to stay in relationship with men, we'll give them vibrators, fantastic. However, sex toys were around way longer than that. We know that by looking at all those history of sex shows that I've done. And yes, they have found sex toys in like Mesopotamia and like different parts of the world when they're doing um, different digs for, and they find these things all over the place. So. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're in Asia, they're in Africa. There are sex toys around the world that are thousands of years old. So what we've actually been 
creating pleasure, uh, finding tools for pleasure forever. Now, vibrators are fairly new because we need certain mechanical things to make them work. But essentially, we created vibrators to make things be a little bit better psychologically so we no longer have hysteria. You can still use these toys in your life if you need um, this in order for you to feel like a sense of satisfaction in your marriage and you're not having the sex that you'd like to have. Maybe you're not into toys, so that's not your thing. However, the main thing is to be looking at how, how and what you require and are you able to, like I mentioned, are you able to deliver what your partner requires once you've looked at your five love languages? Are you able to deliver, um, are they able to deliver to you what you require? And then get that do's, don'ts, maybes list from my website or come on over to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You'll find a link in my leaderboard under hosts. If you look under the pleasure zone, you can click on my leaderboard on Inspired Choices Network and you will find the do's, don'ts, maybes list. And you will be able to download that, get one for your lover or get one for each of your lovers, go through your list, trade that list and check. Is this something that I can deliver? Do any of your things on your do's list match? Do any of the things on your maybes list match? There may be things on your don'ts list that are things on your partner's very much do list. And they might be the exact opposite. So it can be a little bit uh, conflicting and tricky. You can also find that list in the show description as well. So. Yeah, just go get it, sign up for it, clickety-clack, it's easy, it's yours. And you can start working with it right away with your lover and find out, like, what's going on here? Like, can we create a new deal and deliver? Can we renegotiate? If you need assistance on renegotiating, if you need any kind of coaching um, in your relationship, for your relationship, for your sex, for your intimacy, connect with me. And you can always book that 15 minute freebie with me through my link on my website, the book now, pick the 15 minute one and we can connect and we can definitely see if we're fit for me to coach you and or uh, your partner slash lover and see what we can do to get you back on track. Now, this is only if you feel like you'd like to get back on track. You gotta kind of gauge yourself too. The big question, how willing am I to do anything that's required to have this relationship work for both of us. Because there's more than or all of you, however many are involved. So you might want to consider if you're actually willing to take action. It's one thing to desire something. It's another thing to take action to have it show up, right? So a lot of times we're like, I desire this, but I don't want to do the work for it. I recently had a giant hysterical fit about my business, but Luckily, I have an amazing friend who's really uh, makes business look really easy, Christine McIver. She has the Inspired Choices Network. Um, she's the CEO and she's also a business coach. And when I had my little hysterical fit about organizing something in my business, she was just like, hey, this is, this is the steps. I was like, okay. And I'm like having a mental breakdown. So sometimes having a coach to help you break it down because you think you're having a mental breakdown can be really helpful, but you have to be willing to be coachable. And also sometimes like for me with business, I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm coachable. And 
And you got to get vulnerable to be coachable. It takes a lot to get there sometimes. For some people, it's more natural than for others. For me, there's a lot of resistance. But then when it's necessary, I will show up for that. And so if this is a priority for you, if your relationship is a priority for you, if looking at the sex you're having or not having is a priority for you, if you feel loved or you don't feel loved, and all of these things are a priority for you, then just consider, are you willing to do or be whatever it takes to change the situation and to have what you desire? Then you're coachable, come on through, have a little chat with me and we'll figure out what to do. It does take vulnerability. And I know that can be really uncomfortable. It's like having hemorrhoids that don't go away. But then when you deal with it, it's so much better. So don't have the hemorrhoids that don't go away in your relationship. Just look at it and deal with it and let it move through. All right. So what have we figured out so far, guys? We figured out that, yes, you can have this relationship. It can work, but you might need a little bit of coaching. You might need some tools and you might need some understanding and communication. What? Communication? That's freakish. I know. Communication can be incredibly scary. So I'm giving you some tools to start the communication, going and finding out what your love language, primary and secondary love languages are and all the nuances thereof, finding out what is love for me, finding out what sex is for you using my do's, don'ts, maybes list that you can find on this, the description for this show. And you can also find it on my website. You can also find it on Inspired Choices Network on my leaderboard. Lots of places to find the do's, don'ts, maybes list. So go over, get that. These are two components when we're looking at love and sex. These two things can be really helpful tools to help you begin to have the conversation that can open things up. Now, if you don't know how to have that conversation with your partner and you would really, really like to have it mediated, hopefully your partner's on board for the mediation. Find that out first. If they're on board for mediation and you'd like to have some mediation with me, and some coaching, definitely connect through my website, book a time on the book now link. And let's find out what we can do. So we're going to head to our next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my pleasure seekers. 
I'm so grateful for all of you and all of the listeners who come in. And also I wanted to say a great big shout out and thank you for people who send in ideas for shows and for the show that was a uh, topic that was given to me to talk about today. I always know that when people are asking me about these things and they've asked more than once that these are topics that people need to hear about and they sometimes just need some nudging and some ideas how to move forward. So I'm hoping that I've given you some ideas today and I'm hoping that that will assist you moving along, at least for the beginning parts of understanding for you what is love, what is sex, how are you defining these things because we could look to magazines, we could look to movies, we could look to TV shows, we could look to all of these things outside of ourselves. That's irrelevant. Inside of you, how do you define? We're, we're using these tools like books to help us understand what these things mean to us. So when I say looking outside, not to use TV, I'm, I'm meaning like when you look at relationships on TV, try not to uh, compare yourself to like TV characters and what they have, right? I would like you to define, and even people you know, try not to define your relationship based on that. Having some tools like understanding what love is for you and where you, what you would like and not like in relationship with the do's, don'ts, maybe's list. All of these are so helpful for you to strengthen your relationship, to also build topics of conversation beyond are the bills paid? Did you take out the garbage? Like having conversations that are meaningful that will help your relationship have growth. These are not always super easy, fun conversations to have. And, and, you know, especially they can be difficult if you have a partner who has uh, communication breakdown sometimes and doesn't want to talk about stuff or maybe they can't even understand what you're saying. So lots of different scenarios that communication can be tricky. But I, I what I know is that if you are if you're choosing this for you and it's important to you to have the conversations, that no matter what your partner or lover says to you, it's important that you have the vulnerability to show up and choose for you, to choose what you needed to say in that moment because you're choosing for you. It doesn't matter how they respond to you, even if they reject you. Okay, you said what you needed to say. You had your own back. And part of having a good relationship is having your own back while you're in the presence of others, to not give you up in the presence of others. So being aware of what you require and desire and being able to fulfill a lot of those needs on your own, because you really can fulfill a lot of needs on your own and being aware of the limitations of your partner, you know, whether it's their time limitations, physical limitations, whatever it happens to be. And to not, you know, go crazy having a fantasy that you think some of these limitations are just going to go away, right? So, um, and they might not be limitations to your partner. They might be things that you consider a limitation, but your partner might not consider it a limitation. They'll just be fine with whatever it is. So you got to kind of step back at times, check in and go, what is my priority here? And for me, I think when I get into the question of what is my priority today, sometimes it's as simple as getting through the day, breathing while I'm awake <laughs> and having a few moments of ease. It can be that simple, you know, as the priority. You can create really complex priorities like 
having to go on vacation six times a year, having to have this, those are great targets, but they're also, they can be targets and not priorities. They can just be fun things to work towards. Priorities are things you absolutely require in order to survive. So what are your priorities in terms of your relationship and its survival and in terms of you and how you survive in your relationship and thrive, not just survive, but thrive in your relationship? Do you require a totally different reality with sex? Do you require a totally different reality with love? Can your relationship be sustained? Can it sustain? Is it okay if it ends? Does it mean something like you're a bad person? What does it mean to end a relationship, even if you've been married for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years? What does it mean? Are you staying together for functional reasons? Maybe you're just roommates and that's okay too. So redefining your relationship. If you are roommates, redefining it and having a conversation like, okay, so we've been roommates for 20 years now. We're in a sexless, loveless marriage, just wondering how and what is okay here. Like, can I move forward and uh, date other people? Like, are you, you know, you don't, you shouldn't really have to ask permission, but we're going with, we want to be open with your partners so that you're not causing havoc in your life and their life. So have a conversation about what works in the relationship for both of you. You don't need permission, but you might want to hear what their feedback is about how they would feel about it. So what do you like to do moving forward? Are you ready to move forward? Are you ready to move forward with this person? Or are you ready to move forward and walk away? Either is fine. You might have had some revelations about yourself and went, whoa, my whole life, I might have felt like I should have been, could have been, would have been. Yeah, I really should have been. And, I, and I'm obligated to have sex with this person. It doesn't bring my body joy. So what brings your body joy when it comes to sex and love? And by joy, I mean like when your body feels ecstatically alive and vibrant and like wakes up with like woohoo feeling and like goes to bed with a woohoo feeling. And you know, it's like the opposite of depression. Yeah. So what brings your body joy? I'm sure almost everybody listening here who has experienced depression knows that, uh, you know, you can definitely have moments where, where you have the opposite, where there are joy moments and how do we embrace more of those in relationship, bring back the feeling of love and recognize where there is love already, where you might not have even seen the love and then seeing whether it works to be in a relationship that may be sexless. These are all things that only you and your lover can determine for your relationship. Nobody else. It's personal. It's your journey. It's something to discover about yourselves. And it's something that you can do a lot of work on too and communicate. And also remember, you can always connect with me. M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. Mealitzielenich.com. Find me. Book now. Download the Do's, Don'ts, Maybe's list. Have a great week. Stay tuned in. And Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.